Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Riverdinks. As always, we are your hosts. I'm Jay. I'm Allie. And I'm Bella. And I started this recording with no warning at all. Um, <laughs> my God, Riverdale is back. Everybody, yeah, everybody caught. Clap, 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 clap. Everybody, we are so back. Fresh off of finishing our season two rewatch. We are <laughs> we are here. We gave it a decent shot. I mean, we had to finish season one. Yeah. Which we did. Yeah. Any great. Whatever. And now, oh, and now um, we have more to rewatch when the tragic date comes. I can't In believe we would even say that, but also I'm so sorry. that famous theme song. Uh, uh, River Dinks, it's River Dinks, season <laughs> seven, River Dinks. Yes, exactly. And I am gonna brush right over the fact that you just mentioned like the the worst day of my life, the in <laughs> the incoming worst day of my life. You've planned it out. No, literally, literally. I uh, it's whatever it's it's i can't even think about it right now actually i'm gonna move on anyways okay. i'm gonna hop right in this was episode one of season seven the final Ooh. season of riverdale titled chapter 118 don't worry darling directed by ronald paul richard and written by roberto aguirre sacasa and da- uh, daniela mon it originally aired on march 29th 2023 and this is what happened the year is 1955 um jughead has been in 1955 for two days everyone is a junior in high school and immediately we're talking about how emmett till was murdered in mississippi like like it just happened um and the trial. the trial just happened yes and tony and tabitha have come up from mississippi having just witnessed the trial um jughead also says whoever said the 50s was great needs their head examined which is very interesting um james dean has died as we learned in kind of the preview for this season um from the end of the last season um and archie (laughs) wrote down archie is being so silly because i feel like he, he really is but we'll get more into that later anyways um, Betty is the editor-in-chief at the Blue and Gold, and Tony and Betty want to try and cover the Emmett Till trial, but pres- uh, Principal Featherhead won't let them. Veronica Lodge has arrived. She is a young starlet from Los Angeles, and Archie is smitten immediately. Veronica makes kind of a crazy speech about how her parents, um, Hermione and Hiram Lodge, are these, like, television stars from like the most popular tv show in america or something um veronica later outside of the classroom tells all of her newfound friends that james dean was bisexual and cheryl gets really really pissed off and leaves the room um jughead finds out that bailey's comet is coming in two years and he thinks okay maybe that's something we can use because at this point he's like scrambling to figure out kind of anything at all because he's the only one who remembers the future and also he's the only one or like he has he has nothing to go on on how to get himself and his friends mm-hmm. back to the present um 
Tony and Betty are fighting with Principal Featherhead and Mr. Werther's, who viewers will recognize as Mr. DuPont from Stonewall Prep. Um, but Mr. Worthers, who was a teacher at Riverdale High, they're fighting with him to try and write about Emmett Till in the Blue and Gold. Betty talks to her parents, who run the Riverdale Nightly News Station, and she's trying to get them to talk about the the trial, and they won't because they say the Blossoms run the network and they have to or they sponsor the network and they have to run all of their stories by the Blossoms and they wouldn't let it air, basically. Um, Jughead is is racking his brain, trying to figure everything out. Uh, he realizes that he, he might be able to dig up the time capsule that was buried after graduation in the future. And he digs it up and it is there, but someone sees him digging it up. Someone that the audience doesn't see. Um, Jughead shows the time capsule to Archie, Kevin, Betty, Cheryl, Tony, and Veronica, and he shows them their objects, and he tries to, like, jog their memory and tell them things about themselves in the future, but they kind of think it's really silly, and Archie takes Jughead out of the room, and he's like, you're being ridiculous, man. You sound crazy. You're gonna go to the loony bin. Um, and also, notably, Jughead's beanie is not in the time capsule. File that away. Archie says that his dad served in the Korean War and died. <laughs> um, I love out of context you laughing at that. <laughs> like, okay, it's oh, not funny. I just... this guy died in the Korean War. <laughs> like, it just felt out of whatever. Yeah, no, I, I understand. Um, Cheryl, because she has a magazine that with all the info on Hollywood, um, confronts Veronica at Pops and says, like, she's lying about everything and she's just a liar and a loser. Um, Veronica confides in Archie that, in fact, she was not sent here for no reason and she was actually sent away by her parents who really only care about their TV show and don't care about her and that she was acting out to try and get her parents' attention, and they sent her away because of that. She was acting out so much, in fact, that she was present at the death of James Dean. <laughs> um, <laughs> and anyway, she's living in Riverdale alone because previously she said that she was living with her aunt and uncle. Um, Tony convinces Cheryl to read a poem about Emmett Till in the morning announcements because Cheryl does the morning announcements. Um, Tabitha says that she is leaving, like, leaving the, the town. Brutal. Um, <laughs> Tony reads a Langston Hughes poem over the morning announcements. Um, and then Jughead is at Pops and Tabitha shows up, but it's the Tabitha that remembers everything. It's the guardian angel Tabitha. And she shows up and she tells Jughead that, their plan to stop Bailey's Comet in Riverdale did not succeed. So she, as a backup plan, sent everyone back to the past so that they would have time to try and kind of figure out like a backup plan. And she tells Jughead that she's going to erase his memory as well because he's just going to make things more complicated. And she kisses him and wipes his memory. And Jughead writes down, as his memory is being pulled away from him, he writes down... Okay, I'm just reading this. Okay, that's fine. Um, 
he writes down, bend towards justice, which is what Tabitha told him is also a Martin Luther King quote. Um, and as he's writing it down and his memory fades away, he sees his beanie on his desk, which he's never seen before. And he's very confused and he doesn't know what's, what's happening. And that's the end of the episode. Yay. Yay. Wow. Yes or no? Did you like it? Yeah, I liked it. Yes. Yes. Fucking yes. Television is back. Real television is back. Real? Real television. Mm -hmm. Nature is healing. It's kind of changing the world, I think. Wow. Let's all just, like, take a minute. I can't stop smiling. I can't stop I'm so happy. Oh <laughs> wow. Are you okay? Yeah, just, like, so much. Like. <laughs> There's so much to talk about. Like, where's, okay. where's it start feels, even? like, so removed from life. Like, not only just well, the episodes we were just watching, but just, like, season six. Like, it's like, what is this? Like, new... Which is so fun. It's like new characters, basically, and new plots. But they're just so silly. And there uh, are characters, too. True. That's very but, true. Which I think is an interesting choice. I like that. I like it, too. Um, Instead of, like, having... I like that they have Julian, even though he's, like, a dick and not that interesting yet i still like that choice of having this new character um i have a question about tabitha's powers mm -hmm. so she sent everybody back i she think she sent yeah. the whole town back she sent the whole town how is hal alive how who like, that's who a is, really good who question julian like you know what i mean like that's true. It's not like she took everyone from the present and sent them. I think she sent our version our of like her friends. Like I think she sent our heroes back and created a world that would make sense for them to be in there so in nineteen fifty-five. But then it doesn't really make sense why she, she wouldn't bring Fred back, other than like the obvious show reason i just I mean like within the i plot. will account for just being the show reason on that one no i'm, I'm not saying i'm just saying not, like no, it yeah. doesn't yeah um i think what they're living in currently is like a totally fabricated reality based on real history well i think i think it's real history because it's eventually going to be their real history like it is their same timeline because Aaron, because Tabitha put them there so that they would have sixty-seven years to figure out a solution. You know, like it's but yeah, maybe but I, maybe Julian is fabricated like as a way for Cheryl's existence to continue, like in that world. Like, well, like, like characters are there if I was Tabitha. If, you had if I was Tabitha and had chronothesis, I think it would make sense for them to be almost like in like a bubble world where this is happening as like a placeholder 
And the fact I that mean, they're in the past is, like, negligible. Like, it's not even, like, specific to what's... I don't think that's true at all. I mean, they cover the Emmett Till. Like, the whole thing is about history. No, I don't mean in, like, the, the plot country. of the show. I just mean, like, in terms of her plan, how do I save my friends right now from them dying? Is I send them to the past because it's, like, a bubble they can live in. Sure. Versus, like, well, yeah. a loop of the... the present day well i think it will become a loop but it is so far removed i mean it's 60 i mean it's that's so what i mean i feel like it's just meant to be like a removed time where they you know but i guess i'm saying that that doesn't explain why julian exists i'm just i'm just saying something true no it's a really good point it is a really good point that's true to immediately get into it but we no, are and... rising about riverdale again like new episodes like we don't know. This is so, <laughs> the feeling is so good. It feels so good. Uh, like <laughs> what dreams are made of. Love Cheryl's eyebrows. Can we acknowledge the beginning shots of this episode, which is all of them having their heads in little circles and doing these little like turnaround smiles. Better do that every episode. Archie's goofy. Here, I'm sending you guys a picture. Archie's goofy ass being hilarious. (laughs) So he killed it in this episode. I really feel like he did such a good I thought he was fantastic and I think he's gonna win an Emmy for it. Like I really like I think the reason I think he's gonna win an Emmy is because I think he's gonna be like the villain. And I I don't mean to jump in. I am like pretty convinced at the current moment that he also remembers the future and that he wants them to stay there on purpose to try and preserve the innocence. I mean I don't think that makes him a villain. Well, okay, I mean, an antagonist. Remember when Betty, like, shoots him in the head? Like, I don't think he's gonna be, like, that. Because he did, because in that, he did keep them all in Riverville, because this... You're right, they did already do that. Or, yeah. Mm, Okay, maybe they won't. They already had Archie be evil to try to keep them in a pocket universe. You're right. (laughs) You're right. Actually, they won't do that, because they already did it. So never mind. But that would be okay, so, so he's good. just being goofy yeah. for no reason. I think he's... he remembers. I think he remembers the horrors of his future and is reveling in his ability to be a teen again and is and be carefree. He's like, Mom, I'm 15. <laughs> you, he is so old. They keep zooming in on his face, and he has stubble. And it's like you are. Oh my god. I'm loving his performance though because it feels almost like like a marionette to me like it feels like the way he's performing it is like like we've seen KJ Appa pretend to be a teenager when he's not and he doesn't you know this feels specifically like he's playing the Archie comics character yes exactly. exactly which is so scrumptious. I love it. I think he's fantastic. He's and he's like, like chuck it. It's 1955. It's so good. Oh, so, so good. good. And his hair. And and when he's sitting like working on his car, talking to Jughead, and he's like, maybe I'll ask her to the dance or whatever he's talking about. And Jughead is sitting there like, uh huh. And he's trying to like, <laughs> find, like figure out like how to cosmically bend yeah. the universe. I loved yeah. that. 
Like, this is hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Working on his hot rod. It's like, I don't even know. I just need to find. Like, I don't even know where to start. Yeah, like, it's so. I'm just going to zoom in through. God, it's so good. I think that Hal is not a killer. I think that Penelope is not an evil mom. Um, I think she could be an evil mom still. Yeah. I don't think Hal is a killer. Just based on what we've seen, like it seems like everyone is very much like a cartoonish version, like a cartoonish idealized version of themselves, kind of. And I think Hal is fitting into that. Why can't Penelope do that? Because I feel like there's a difference between being a homophobe and being a serial killer. Cancel me for that if you want. You think that Penelope's only crime is being a homophobe? Uh huh. <laughs> I think that it's really fun just having him kind of or I just I really like in the beginning of the episode where Jughead like runs through like okay I mean, just having him as our narrator is always fun. Like, just hearing... But usually it's like, here's what you've seen that's been happening. And here is, like, a small update on, like, the last day or whatever. But this is, like, here's this entire world. What was that, though? Sorry. I was just saying, I feel like this is fun because it's like, here's this entire world that I'm going to run down. This character is now this. This is now this. These people are dating. These people are. I live. He lives in an abandoned train car with hot dog. Love. Incredible. Uh, Reggie's not there. Reggie's yet to appear. Very That's interesting. interesting. Very, very. I like yeah. that it's placed in this time period where Veronica has yet to even arrive, and then she does. Like it's. Um, I like. I but I agree. I do like the rundown where he's talking about like his hamburger costs. And I like, yeah, that he was, sorry, I talked over you before when I said it, but like that he is, the audience is very much like placed in his shoes as being like the the people who know everything about what's happened so far and no one else in the show does. Right. Can we talk about um, Veronica and her arrival? I actually, yes. This episode, she was was really great. I I feel like a different person. It's because we opened our hearts. We when she was stepping on screen, like when it was just showing her shoe, Jay went, "I'm gonna open my heart," <laughs> and and yeah, and I mean, I really, I do, I think I was just, it was such a breath of fresh air, just her introspection and her relationship to her parents, which I mean, we haven't even seen her. You know, I just, I thought it was so. Interesting. Yeah. Added layers of everything. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think part of it is she's more sympathetic when her relation, because I mean, obviously, like she's never had a great relationship with her parents, like in the original show either. 
but her bad relationship with her parents like or her not standing up to her parents or like stopping them was actively causing other people harm whereas this is just like she's being neglected and it's only impacting her and it does suck and so she like earns that sympathy versus like she's I don't know. I just, I feel like this Veronica versus season one Veronica, I like this Veronica a lot more. Also, I don't know if it's just that I'm not interested in like New York socialite kind of stuff in terms of like season one Veronica, but this at least feels very like, okay, she seems silly or like, like absurdly connected and like name droppy and whatever. Sorry. She's more like out of place. It's just what I was saying. Yeah. And just it's it feels very much like, oh, maybe this was what Hollywood was like at that time yeah. versus like, I don't know, I know people in New York and I feel like there probably are people who are like her, but this just feels so, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I guess like because I'm like thinking about like, how she put a hit out on her dad like last <laughs> season and now like this is the like it's just such a complete reset um that I think that is also doing her character not that I didn't like that she killed Hiram but like it's so interesting like like I mean obviously like a ton of like bad shit stuff happened but like her killing her own dad I feel like is so um I don't know. Um, I, I have to think more on that. I have to like let it simmer. But um, yeah. we got one semi sort of Sunset Boulevard um, reference already. Already. So my Gloria Swanson. Mm-hmm. Do you guys think that we feel more sympathetic towards Veronica now? I know for the reasons we're talking about, but because we are now in our early 20s versus seeing it and watching her as a teenager and not feeling sympathetic for her for that reason because i feel like when we get to like season the end of season two in our rewatch we're gonna like fucking hate her well but i was already getting so far i've been like i feel worse for her yeah yeah i think i've just i've seen the show so extensively that i do have more sympathy for her character just over the span of time um you know, like, it, she's just growing on me, I think. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I she, She's so awful in so many, so many, so many episodes, but... But not this one. Not this one. <laughs> okay. Maybe. I, for the first time in my entire life, my whole life, mm-hmm. felt Varchi sympathies in this episode. Not at all. Sorry, I literally did. Else? No, I did. No, 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 no. Don't put me off. Don't you dare. Like, the reason being, she shows up and she's giving her little ridiculous speech. Everyone is looking at her with dead face. And Archie is like giggling and clapping. Like, he's, yeah. like, he's like, yay, I love it. And it reminded me of when she shows up at the diner in season one at the very beginning. And she yeah. shows up and she makes like a like a movie reference. And Archie is like, ha, 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 Like, he's like, he's like, that was so funny. And and no one else reacts. Yeah. Like, it just, I thought it, I did think it was endearing. 
the way he is, like, immediately smitten with her. Mm -hmm. Like, instantly. Based on... And no one else is. (laughs) I liked it more here than I do in the pilot. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. It felt... I think because it's so cartoony. Yes. And because... I don't know. Just something about... I liked Archie so much in this episode. Whereas I feel like in the pilot, he's, like, a little bland. Because he's meant to be, like, it's the first episode of the show. Like, they have to kind of set him up. This, it's like, there's so much context that we understand why a lot of these are jokes. Um, that was literally the first time I've ever wanted them to be together. Like, ever. I was like, okay, really I see sorry it. sorry to hear that. Get well soon. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, they're I, just, I, I right out the gate for real. We really, were talking about yeah. how they were gonna address like the fifties. Literally in the opening monologue, Jughead is like, "The fifties are ass." Like it's yeah. like, right away. well, which he starts off being like, "Nineteen fifty-five." Like here's some context. And at first, he's like, "Things are really cheap," and this really catchy song is the top song, but also. Emmett Till was burnt. Like, it's like an interesting kind of thing of like, yes, the thing that that people say is great about the 50s. Like, yeah, it's great, but it's very much overshadowed by all this way worse stuff. Like, all this really terrible stuff. I would say, like, my number one complaint with this episode is that I think this show really struggles to cover such serious, real subject matter because it's juxtaposed against like the bad shit supernatural happenings um and i don't think they did like terrible this episode or anything but i mm-hmm. think just the, like it really undercuts i feel like the gravity of the real stuff they're talking about if you know what i mean yeah. like I, I don't mean to like say like 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 shit on their whole attempt or anything like that right um but it's, I, think, I, know, I think it's strange and sometimes hard to stomach. My expectations were through the floor for the Emmett Till stuff. So I just, them, anytime they did anything that I felt was at all tactful regarding it, I was like, wow, good for them. They did, but like, I do agree with what you're saying. Like, it's such a serious topic. And so it, mishandling it in literally any way is really serious and so i think a cw show trying to cover it is a really big deal i think it's an interesting choice for sure sorry yeah riverdale specifically (laughs) yeah no riverdale season seven post like in the first episode post time travel it is bold to have it in the first scene them discussing the murder of Emmett Till um but I felt like I liked how they handled certain things the thing that I found hard to stomach or things that I found kind of annoying but I don't think they could really fix it is I think a lot of times in shows like this or movies like like contexts like this of like oh someone's gone back in time or oh someone I don't know just anything like this 
I think people like writers tend to make our heroes unrealistically like woke or like yeah progressive for someone like it's like realistically a lot of these people likely wouldn't like betty likely wouldn't talk to tony not that she would necessarily be like outwardly racist but like like they likely wouldn't interact very much like just things like that of like realistically this like a lot of these relationships wouldn't be happening a lot of these characters would probably be racist or would really be whatever and so it is just interesting having kind of a but but at the same time it's like i don't think i don't want them to show archie is suddenly really racist like i don't think that that's interesting but i feel like it could have been kind of like the um how they dealt with the her outing james dean or whatever and just them being like i thought he was normal yeah i thought he was normal i thought he was whatever like just kind of being confused or like so detached from it as a concept but instead i feel which i i don't know i just thought it was an interesting line that they had to walk i was thinking about this during the episode of like how before this season we've been talking we were like how are they gonna address like the 50s and they did immediately go like the 50s are bad but then also them coming on headstrong talking about like the murder of Emmett Till which is like extremely serious like I I was thinking about like what would be like the ideal way to like tackle this and I mean first of all like I don't know what it is and I don't feel like I'm like obviously I'm some rando like I'm not the arbiter of like what like correct way they should address this is but I was thinking like I feel like my opinion I guess is that they did like a pretty good job of like actually talking about it not having it fall like on the wayside like just like some Mm -hmm. random comment like the 50s are great except for this anyways like that really good point yeah and also how like the characters were actually like engaged with what was happening i do agree that i think it gets to a point where it's like i mean granted also i'm like not a historian i guess i really don't know what like the day-to-day interaction with people would have been like talking about this like i really don't like the at the end of the episode when the teacher was like let's talk about how this made us feel i was like is that that felt that that was the most unrealistic part to me would they have cared at all about this but again like i i really don't know like i genuinely like i'm not sure but i i was glad that they were talking about it and that it was actually like a plot point in the episode and it wasn't like a it wasn't like a throwaway line it wasn't a throwaway line and b it wasn't like we have to figure out the murder of Emmett till so we can get back to riverdale like it wasn't like yeah pulling a real event into like their supernatural story yeah it's a really good point that balance of it but also i agree it's like there is a level to to it where it's like i don't know how realistic this is Mm -hmm. but also i understand that it's not always like the best thing to be like here's our fun story and here's extremely violent racism that we're going to talk about and really yeah and make it a really the only thing you can talk about right now and then back to our fun story. Um, I like I feel like they're like I don't know. 
Um, that's okay. Um, I say something that I really liked that they did, just a detail of it, was when they like hijacked the um, morning announcements. I really like that Cheryl says like, I'm going to turn the microphone over to Tony and she's going to do this. Please like do listen to her. I really liked that uh, instead of just because when they were first describing what they were going to do in my mind, like I thought that they were saying that Cheryl was going to read the poem. Right. And I was just like, I mean, like I understand, but I was just like, that's kind of a weird choice. And so then when they had it be that instead she was just turning the mic over. I did. I liked that detail. I um, sorry. So I okay. My thought was that um, I think that the route that they took for how the characters would like do something related to Emmett Till was solid in that like jay said like they weren't solving the murder and they weren't yeah. like the storyline like i think that them just like doing something in their high school was like it do you know what i mean like yeah the, um small scale like it wasn't like crazy like we have to like we're gonna make this more national news like we're gonna yeah but I, I mean like they weren't like like supernatural about it and like their influence as characters you know what I mean like it was a special thing yeah I also liked that um they used like a real poem about it yeah like actually, I thought yeah I uh, like used an original I really thought it was going to be original and original. Me too. <laughs> I was scared because I th- feel like also on the terms of like not within the story, but on the terms of like Riverdale as a TV show in real life is not trying to like co-opt this actual historical event by going yeah. like, and here's River Riverdale's take on it versus yeah. being like a platform for actual yeah information and poetry on mm-hmm. this topic versus being like and now here's Archie's song about Emmett Till yeah. like like I'm I'm glad that they were actually putting forth other information rather than like just making something up I guess I liked them also acknowledging that it wasn't like you either know about it like or like people either knew about it or didn't know about it I like that it was like Betty knew some things and then Tony mentions like the pictures of his murder in the paper and she's like I don't know I don't think she says I don't think I know about this and she explains it I just liked that of like there's so many different levels of information so even if you think you're informed like Betty is a lot more informed than a lot of the people in the town probably she still doesn't know one of the things that today is considered like basic knowledge about the Emmett Hill murder. Yeah. I also would point out just I was talking to Allie about this during the episode. I was like, Do you did you know about like this murder? 
And Allie was like, yes, obviously. And I was like, I literally learned about this halfway through college a few years ago because I literally, listeners, I grew up in the United Kingdom and I did not, like, this was not knowledge. Like, I did not know about it. That's so interesting. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's not always known. So I just, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, there are probably a lot of people who learn it from this episode, to be honest. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Wow. Man, there's something like that, like in, like there's some noted example where a lot of people learned about um, a historical event through an episode of television. I can't remember what it is, though. Mm. I want to know what people say. Yeah. If you think of it later, let me know. Because um, that's interesting. Like, um, don't worry about it. Can see I think at. it's an interesting choice to have Principal Featherhead, like to have Warden Norton and the teacher from Stonewall Prep. DuPont! Yeah! DuPont. I think it's interesting to have them be kind of the antagonists in this episode because it's like we already hate them. Like they're new characters, but it's like people we like, we already know, like, oh, we're not supposed to like these people. So that then when they are being like, I don't know, like, undercover racist, <laughs> but like racist, like it's, we, un- like there's no like subtlety, like we know, okay, we're not supposed to like these people. Like it's not like. That's a really interesting yeah. like writing thing of yeah. like who, like, like you were saying, like, it's not like they're like, and now here's Archie who's racist. Yeah. Like, they get to pick, like, people who we already don't like to yeah. be the antagonists in this situation. That's interesting. Um, I have one comment about that in a second. Mm-hmm. But, so it was the show Watchmen on HBO, which is a movie originally, but they did a TV show. That is Zach's favorite movie. Hmm? Sorry, that's Zach's favorite movie. I was just going to say that. Really? I yeah. Um... In the TV show, they show the Tulsa race massacre. And mm. I've never, like, I don't know what that is. Um, we can talk about it off the podcast right? if yeah, you want. I literally, yeah. like, I don't know what that is. Um, but, yeah. um, uh, but what, I guess what I want to say about, like, what you're saying with the writers, like, picking a character that's bigoted that we're supposed to not like. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I don't. I don't want to be like I want our beloved characters to be bigoted. I guess like I think it would be more realistic and like more complex writing if they showed like our beloved characters like right. experience like the prejudices that they would very likely have in this time. Yeah, um, like like the idea of like Archie is the all American boy. It's like he's probably racist. Like it's like. Yeah. <laughs> But, I mean, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know, like, I mean, I don't, like, what the hell are they talking about the next episode? Like, I just, like, literally, literally I'm just, like, what is, what are they going to do after this, you know? If, like, and I'm not saying, like, how are they going to pop it? That's not what I mean at all. Like, I'm not, like, what's the next? I just mean, like, it is such brave material that they've covered along with time travel, yeah. like, side by side with, like really goofy like superpowers and stuff that I'm just like like is like is that gonna be it like in terms of being right about historical events or I would I hope know. that in the coming episodes 
they don't totally extract themselves from that if they want like any kind of reaction based on their like their placement and time and by that I mean just like if they're going to continue to get like plot value off of being in the 50s Mm-hmm. I would hope that they don't ignore aspects of the 50s like that. Like, But if they are going to go totally like into like... What? what? Ignore aspects like what? Like, like the murder mur- oh, mur- yeah. yeah. Like, I would hope that if they continue to be like, it's the 50s, they're not going to be like, yes! Like, mm-hmm. yay! Like, I would hope that they would more... But I could see that possibly mm-hmm. happening if... For instance, they, like, totally got wrapped into the Riverdaleian plot of, like, we gotta find the coordinates of this comet to, like, whatever. Like, to to do it so that the angel can drink the serum to do whatever. Yeah. Like, I, I could see the plot totally extrapolating away from that. But I hope if they are trying to be, like, at all, quote-unquote, grounded within the 50s, that they don't like ignore this because I feel like it would also cheapen it. Like the yeah. fact that they're talking about it in this first episode, I think it would feel like they were just trying to get this out of the way to then be in the fifties if they ignore the if they ignore it. Yeah, I think I wonder how much they'll talk about this specific case again. Oh, I think they're no. definitely going to still talk about like the race, like. I would hope so. Relations or whatever at that time. Um, I don't know. I thought it was interesting for them to be like, oh, we were one of the first schools in the nation to integrate and all that stuff. I think that's really interesting. That's interesting. Um, because I feel, well, and but I think it's just that I keep getting confused about what was Rivervale and what wasn't. <laughs> when they because we had talked about this last time of like the how they had mentioned it being a sundown town but then that being actually Percival. oh yeah that's yeah um anyway yeah i think i think that it could have gone better but i think it could have gone so much worse so easily i also don't want that as like the bar you know what i mean no i know i'm just saying i think that they did pretty well and considering that the bar is so low and yet yeah the bar is in hell for how a cw show in its seventh season would cover the murder of emmett till like it's yeah like it's a pretty i don't know i think that it could have gone really really badly and i feel like they did a good job i feel like there were certain there kept being moments where i was like "Uh oh and then they would turn it in like not a bad direction like i thought that it was like okay this is where they're gonna fuck it up and then they didn't as we've discussed like i think there were certain things they could have done better um and i don't know I don't know, Allie, like you said, like this is such a serious topic. And so having it in a show like Riverdale is like kind of opens them up to it automatically being rough because it's being juxtaposed with like so much silliness. I, yeah. But I. I sorry, I interrupted you. No, go ahead. 
I, I guess like because like it feels so inherently like so inherently hard to um what's the word tackle so inherently no just so inherently hard to like because the show is so unserious just including in the show at all i guess it feels inherently like I mean, they. I feel like they did take it as seriously as they possibly could have. It just, it's just inherently because of how the show is. Otherwise, it feels um, not not good. I don't know. Yeah. That's yeah. That's that's. I guess how I feel about it. That it's like you're right. Like by proximity to all the silliness, it almost feels like they're making it like silly, like because of how ridiculous. Yeah the show is mm-hmm. but i guess the alternative and not that this is like the options are you included or you don't mm-hmm. and that's you have to pick one like I, I feel like i wouldn't wouldn't have wanted them to just like ignore mm-hmm. it and that's the solution you know what i mean yeah like yeah i mean and i, I also i feel like they did a, a good job with all things considered you know that's that's how i feel and i feel like the conclusion can be that like they did as good a job as they can without it being like oh wow so amazing their incredible coverage of this event you know what i mean like it can be like this was like this is a cw tv show's adequate coverage Mm -hmm. of this historical tragedy Mm -hmm. without it being like wow good job you guys Mm -hmm. like whatever i don't know um I very much agree. I am starting to get kind of tired. So is it okay if we move on to some of the other topics? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, um I talked about that for a long time. I, mean, I, really <laughs> in, I thought Betty was great in this episode. Loved her. Loved her. I'm a fan of Betty. Loved her Bob. Loved her dating gay Kevin. Hmm? Loved her dating gay Kevin. Yeah. What they what he what Jughead was like you're in a cult and Kevin went, oh okay <laughs> oh. yeah okay can we talk about that scene so yeah for the listener at home there's a scene we spent a long time having a serious discussion let's whip through it let's do it so yeah there's a scene where Jughead digs up the time capsule that they buried in the future past Love. and Love he that, by the way. yeah and he gives them each the items that they had buried in the hopes that they would be like this feels so familiar like oh wow this is whatever but then they don't so then he's just left to be like okay well I now need to figure out a different way of proving it so they asked like about what they were like in the future past and it's a fantastic scene because he gets to, he in that scene sounds, I think, like how we sound when we try to explain the show to people. Literally. Whenever I'm talking to my family, and I'm just like, yeah, because yeah, they'll be like, oh, isn't Jughead like, yeah, he's dating Betty and he likes whatever. I'm like, oh, you I'm poor like, thing. Like, <laughs> like, yeah, he was deaf, but now he's not. And he reads minds, but now he's in 1950. Like, like just like, 
no, now he's dating an angel, not Betty, because he was now an alcoholic, but not, and he's like, well, like, there's just so much. You're right. And so, yeah, I liked that of just, like, him being like, yeah, you were, you direct musicals, and you were in an organ harvesting cult. Do you think, okay, actually, so that's something. So, sorry, this is just to jump, but it's, I do have a question. So, towards the end of the episode, we have Tabitha comes in, and he's like, Jughead's like, wait, what the hell? Like, I thought that you were with the NAACP um, going to Mississippi? Or just go around the country? Around the country. Okay. Um, and she's like, I'm not the Tabitha that's going there. Like, like from 1955. I'm the Tabitha that you know. Um, do you think that... Like, how does that work? Like, there are different versions Is it of... Sorry, maybe the sound might be toast. In, case, in in which case, we'll have to scrap it. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. We haven't been recording with earbuds in, so. But maybe the sound some some recording seems like. Hold on. I'm really sorry. It's it's okay. It's, we could it's toast or something. Well, if, I mean, we don't have to. I'm like, I'm sorry, but I'll continue. Okay. I've been able to hear you. Just, I know, but I don't know what like my computer's picking up at the moment. Like we don't know how to. Like it might be picking up like you, know? you talking with feedback. Like that's what I mean. It'll probably probably be fine. Let's just see. I'm sorry. I see what you're saying. Do you want to grab your phone? Sure. Really, I feel like it's too late. I mean. I feel like there's no point. All right, I just feel like it's too late. I'm sorry. Sorry. Um. Tabitha. Mississippi. Are there multiple? So there are two Tabithas. Are there two of the other characters as well? Somehow. Like, how did she? How did she? Why or why did she create another version of herself? Live, I guess, in harmony. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, or maybe she didn't create. I guess that's related to like Julian question of like, did these people already exist? Sort of. That is true. If Tabitha got to pick and choose, why would she pick the mean, (laughs) the mean Julian (laughs) to live and Jason not? Well, maybe Jason is just like the linchpin of the whole series. Like True. He can't be there. Ah, uh, like Laura Palmer. Um. Yeah. Um. Who would your MVP be for this episode? I know we have a lot to go over, and we maybe didn't get it all. Well, can I? Final thoughts. Yeah. Final thoughts. I just feel like we need to wrap it up. Sure. I liked the oh that the show that Hiram and Hermione are on is called Oh Mija. Yeah. I felt like that was really fun. 
Tommy child Hall. actor Tilly Temple playing Little Ryan. Yeah. I like, I like Veronica going, bitch. Yeah. Um, and I liked that it was like a pretty direct reference to I Love Lucy. Mm, yeah. Um, which was, I feel like, the first American show to star a Hispanic person. Mm, okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just said okay because I didn't know that. But, but yeah, I believe you. I'm pretty sure it was like a big deal because she was like they were an interracial couple on the most popular show in America in the 50s. It was like a big deal. Nice. Um, and they were like an actual like married couple. Anyway. Um, I thought that the stuff with Mary was kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I, I thought it fit and whatever. I just thought it was like a little bit of a weird storyline to choose to have just like i don't know re-watching the season six finale i also thought that it was kind of silly of just her being like he was so young james dean like i feel like i don't know how popular james dean was among middle-aged women i think he was pretty popular is my impression he had only he was in three movies before he died and two of them came out after his death I I was thinking that maybe the plot line was supposed to mirror like Archie's demise that we know of. Like he dies like multiple times in season six and his like death is like always like I don't know, just like I was thinking just like how does this relate to Archie's character? But I think that was And it's like the death of Jason as well. Yeah. Like the the inception of the series being like the untimely death of a young boy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's I think what it's supposed to be a reference to, right? I would of like, yeah. Um, I love the shot of him digging up the time capsule and having have the watching of and like not knowing who knows. Um. And I think, okay, I'm sorry. I know it's late, but I do think that we need to talk a little bit just about the end scene, like the the ending part of just him talking to Tabitha and then him finding the beanie. I feel like there's, we can't, no. So I thought it was kind of cool of like her saying like listen like I've intentionally like I'm the one who caused this so I guess we know that in the future like they didn't manage to stop the comet crazy Mm -hmm. and so Tabitha used her plan B and sent every she said used the last of my life force which seems concerning <laughs> but she was like to send you guys back to a time like where you guys can hopefully what was it bend towards justice or justice the, yeah bend the arc of the universe yeah like the moral order and then he was 
it's interesting because he was like on, on throughout the whole episode we're like we need them to listen to Jughead like Jughead is gonna get them all back to the future and then everything will be okay and then we learn at the episode like no he's the one who's been fucking everything up right she, like, they've intentionally been sent back and have are all happy for a reason and he's kind of messing it up it really reminded me of the Stephen King story 11 63 or whatever about the guy going back in time to stop the JFK assassination Oh, I've heard Bella talk about this. Yep. <laughs> they made, because they made the James Franco miniseries about it on oh. HBO. Hulu. Anyway, it was not very good. But. Wait, watch it. Well, I did, Jay. Thank you for asking. Um, I just think it's really interesting because, like I told you, like they have parts where it fights back, like the past fights back because it doesn't want to be changed. And I felt like that was a little bit what she was saying of like, I was brought back here because you were messing stuff up, like because you were digging up the time capsule, like this, like you're not supposed to be meddling. Um, I thought that was interesting. And then her being like, we need to wipe your memory because otherwise you're going to go insane or just like, yeah, just be really having a bad time. Um, I think all of that is really interesting. Who do you think has left the beanie? I was thinking about how... I think Tabitha. I was thinking about how in the time capsule they all had something except Jughead and now that Jughead's memory... No, Jughead put his beanie in there. But it was... It, like, but it was... It didn't end up in there. Oh, right. And right, gotcha. he, it only appeared when he forgot his memory. Mm. Which I thought was interesting. Mm. Yeah. I think it's quite tragic that they are all like untethered in time just having absolutely no memory of their real selves it's yeah serious um it's, it's a, a brave choice it's brave i really sincerely hope that tabitha is in the season like she if she's just gone i'll be mad yeah I mean, for a minute there, we had two Tabithas. Fantastic. I am hoping, I guess, still that Jughead kind of has, like, an inkling of something being off. Mm -hmm. Kind Mm -hmm. of Riverdale-esque. Because otherwise, I feel like I don't even know what the show is like, what, like, the episodes from now are even going to be. I sent an interview for Berto. Yeah. Read it. Yes. Um. So it was, you know, he was asked, "Does everything, or does everything they've gone through before still matter for the past six seasons?" And he said, "Yes, absolutely." One of the things we talked about is this idea that if they don't remember specifics to the gargoyle king or whatever, (gasps) their emotional memory of what they've been through would be intact, and that would sort of guide their choices for what the characters did and stood for in the nineteen fifties in some cases unconsciously and in some cases consciously and there's nothing to say that at a certain point in the season characters won't start remembering their lives so we're setting a foundation that would allow us to explore different versions of getting back to the present or remembering past lives he's 
I like that a lot. Everything. He really gets it. Okay. Now I have like, I, my confidence was starting to be shaking a little bit because like of just like my, like lack of confidence about like what was going to happen. But like, I'm safe in his hands. Like he's, (laughs) like he he gets it. And I feel better about their choice of having some of the characters be like more progressive than they would realistically be i like that of it being that because it's more like them if they were sent to the 50s rather than just being them in the 50s and they've had all that character growth so like it shows yeah like veronica has the kind of um I don't know she is more of a sympathetic character because she's more mature and more yeah I don't know I like that a lot that's that's I feel like also why I felt like I like Veronica oh I'm so excited any other thoughts on the episode before we move mm-hmm. to the next section who would your MVP for the episode be? Um, Archie. Wow. Because? Because he's so silly. He was just having such a good time. Like, I just, it's really just KJ Appa is my MVP. Yeah. Like, he was doing such a good job. I just, I thought he really kind of stole the show. Like, I thought, obviously other characters were doing more impactful things that were like very important work and jughead and tabitha like all of that it's really important but i just had such a good like my my favorite scenes were the ones just with archie being silly just because i thought that kj Appa's face was being so he was doing so much face acting he looked about 45 years old in the body of this like 16 year old or whatever i just maybe it was so a father insane isn't he like yeah whatever. he's young but he has, he is a father also no i know but just wasn't he like inducted as like the leader of his town or his tribe or something yeah. in new zealand yeah, yeah. definitely to like be, take the place of his father yeah which is crazy Good for him. My MVP is Tony for, I think, just like obvious. Um, and it was just overall like so fantastic to see her on the screen. I thought she looked fantastic. I thought her Vanessa Morgan's acting was fantastic. Um, I thought her dialogue was good. Um, I thought she was present in the episode in a way that Tony sometimes is not. Like Tony just kind of inserted on the side. In a way that it's just so awful in character into I think for actors as well. So I think that, you know, for better or for worse regarding the subject matter of the episode, I think that um Tony was a real standout. Yeah. I think I'll pick um uh, Veronica because I never pick her, but also because I was rooting for her. She was really strong despite the bangs. Um, and she was present at the death of James Dean. So 
huge. Um, I, I just, I liked her a lot in this episode and I'm really, I think the reset has been good for me, uh, as was said, opening my heart to her. Like, <laughs> like I, I really, I want to root for her this time and she's come a long way. So Veronica. Can I ask something about her being president at James Dean's death? Was it implied that she had been lying about being friends with James Dean and that she was just like, because they said something about like, oh, I was one of the cheer girls, like, or I was with this well, group, like, cheering him on. Sex worker uh, is what I thought that meant. I could be wrong. I, I think she said she was friendly with Jimmy, which I think. Um... Or like party girl, maybe not sex worker. No, a good time girl. In the 1950s, the popular image of the good time girl centered on the female body, blah, blah, blah. Who or what was a good time girl? I think it was just sort of a sex symbol, like. Okay, but but kind of like a party girl, like arm arm candy kind of figure. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, what would you give this episode out of ten? I think I would give it eight out of ten. Jughead, it's nineteen fifty-five. Because I get that line out of my head. But also, I think, and I, I'm sure my opinion is skewed by the fact that this is, like, the premiere. Like, this is the first. Mm-hmm. This is the last first episode of Riverdale. Oh! Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, so sad about it. But also, I'm just, like, so, so over the moon to see, like, my friends in action. And also, I thought the episode was pretty darn good. Yeah. I would give it eight out of ten James Dean fan clubs. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I thought it was a really great episode, and I, I agree. I think maybe the theme of it being the last first episode of Riverdale and just the excitement and the new setting, characters, new writing, um, might be impacting that. You know, the novelty of it, but I also just thought it was it was good. It was unique complex but not overwhelming um yeah see i'm i'm waffling between ratings but i'm gonna give it 8.75 i think out of 10 episodes of omiha um because i i really enjoyed this episode and i think part of it is just the novelty of having a new episode um and just having it be so silly not a lot of the subject matter i just mean like just the introduction of just all of them like turning around and doing these like intros and everything i just thought was so like camp and fun and just i really enjoyed it and like I said, my expectations for a lot of how they were going to handle some of this was absolutely through the floor. So right. the fact that they didn't, I was just really pleasantly surprised. Um, and then I just really liked a lot of 
the way that it was directed, which makes sense because yeah or no yeah i don't know i just i thought it was very good and i thought that it had a lot more intrigue than i was expecting i wasn't expecting there to be like a (gasps) kind of moment like when they see like oh the there's the um i don't know i guess i just wasn't expecting so many surprises of like okay the the time capsule is still there someone's watching him unbury it oh my god it's tabitha but not that tabitha and right. oh Tab- like all, i just thought that all of that was so fun it really reminded me of the jughead paradox mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite episodes of the series um also i love the line i just realized we forgot to mention it but i love the line when they're trying to convince when he's trying to convince everyone that they're from the future and he's like we could either wait for bailey's comet to come or betty and archie could make out on his bed and then we blow up a bomb underneath <laughs> so we said that they were like oh my god that i thought was really funny i thought that was actually pretty good but yeah no i really enjoyed this Predictions? My prediction is that Betty and Veronica will kiss on the mouth. I think they'll fuck nasty. Um, maybe even. Um, I just like I Who think tops. I'm, we're done, but I think that I really do think that I do. I do think that <laughs> like optimism in this world, the war is not lost. Like I'm really serious about it because I think. I think there's potential. I think there's been a reset. Um, I think their past experiences are there. Um, I'm serious. I'm deadly beyond deadly serious. So, do they scissor or what? (laughs) No, you're right. I'm sorry. No, I think you're right. I think you're right. I believe you. Um, I think that I'm trying to think who I think is evil, which I know is because I was so convinced that it was like Archie remembering everything and then being evil. But then you guys pointed out so, so correctly that like he already did that in the, in Rivervale. So. I wonder if it's maybe like Molly Ringwald. I kind of think it's her and then it's like she wants her son to have his all-american dream and just like I think okay that's my prediction that it's her that she knows everything and that she's like a wizard and she (laughs) she's just like orchestrating it all I love it because I don't know how much she knows about anything that was happening but she just like remembers like explained to her she was like, oh, I was told everything about this. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, no. Well, I she just feel like that she would already know. So true. Jay, you're so right. Yeah. Um, I think that 
Nana Rose's magic is going to come into play. Like, I think that the witch stuff is going to still be in play. I don't know that the Phoenix powers and whatever the fuck, like, I don't think that that's really going to be in play. But I do think that there's going to be some sort of magic still. And I think that the Blossoms are going to just in general play a bigger role in the next episode. Because they were hinting about it of like, oh, they're the sponsors Mm. of the news and like they're whatever so like they're still really powerful um and haven't murdered their son or whatever like there's not that scandal that's taken like caused a fall from grace um so i think it'll be interesting to see nana rose eat some 1955 hay some old ass hay Well, until then, um, Allie can get that famous sign off. See you later, Dinks. Woo!